just a bloke in a bar. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith on SEN. Mate, Smitty all week. Ever since the huge, huge week of rugby league we've had, I thought I cannot wait to speak to Cameron Smith. That's why I was calling your phone at 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. Or Sunday morning, apologies. Uh, so anyway, so that's let's get okay. that, awkward, that awkward phone call out of the way. Yep. Uh, how you been, Smithy? I've been going good, mate. Been going good. Just plodding around and watching a bit of footy, as you mentioned. Uh, watch my boys on the weekend go down to the Parramatta Eels. But, oh, um, speak to me. How did that, How did you feel as a, obviously... Oh, look, I was up. It was a roller coaster of a game. I actually thought it was a high-quality game. Um, Storm, not at their best, but I thought the Parramatta Eels, like, tell, like if if I'm not mistaken, that that is shades of what we've seen from the Eels in the first six to eight weeks. So oh, as so as a Parramatta fan, they they they've they've got to be pleased with the way they performed um, mm. last week against Melbourne. Melbourne going for twenty in a row, as everyone knew, um, mm. had plenty to play for. But uh, Para, they they come out and they, and they played with an intensity that I just I hadn't seen for a long long time. Now I could be completely making this up, but <laughs> is there any truth to the fact that because uh, Finchie kind of spoke about this, and also this would happen to the Broncos too? Mm. We would go through periods where there would be heavy loads and light loads. Yep. Is the reason part of the reason? Now, obviously, there's no excuse, but is part of the reason the storm haven't been as intense the last four weeks? You think because they're on a heavy load before finals footy? Uh, well, I believe they've um, I believe they've done a, f- a little bit of um, conditioning work leading up to, you know, well, over the past month. But um, I think heading into last week's match, I think the load was, was really backed off, um, okay. you know, coming into the, the final two rounds of the year um, and then heading into finals. I know they did a little bit of work maybe six weeks ago. So mm. I don't think there's there'd be any excuse. And, and certainly from uh, Craig, he wouldn't be using the excuse of, oh, yeah, we've done a bit of work. We expected mm. the boys to be down and... Um, yeah, we'll just take that loss. I, I think you've seen by his comments post-game uh, last week, he was really disappointed with the way they played. And, mm. and uh, you know, in particular being one of their player players, uh, Felice Kafusi, he's 150th. Um, mm. You know, the Storm plays a, a lot of importance on milestone matches. But um, he said, yeah, he, he come out and said he, he was... You know, quite embarrassed with the way they played in a in a teammates um, milestone match. So, look, they've done a little bit of work. I, I do know that, but I don't think it's contributed to the loss against Parramatta. I just think Parramatta went out there and played with a lot more energy and a lot more intent, and, and they deserve to win. And so, if you're, let's say, you know, if you were in some magical world, the captain of the Storm. What would you be saying? <laughs> yeah. What would you be saying to the boys coming into the next few weeks? Oh, look, man. I just think they just. If if I'm honest, I think they've been a little bit off over the past six weeks, and I know mm. they they've still been winning matches, but they've won it off the back of their class more than anything. Not they mm. they haven't been playing outstanding football by any means. Um, yeah, and, and particularly by their standards. And I know there's been a bit of reshuffling. Um, yeah, we're going to touch on that a little bit uh, later in the show. But there's been a, a few positions changed here and there, a personnel changes. There's been a couple of suspensions, some injury. They've had to deal with a, a fair few things this year, as have all other teams. Mm. Um, but they just they just haven't found that click over the past six weeks. I just haven't seen them firing like we'd seen in, in probably the first two-thirds of the year. So that's... Mm. For for me, if I was involved in in the squad right now, I'd I'd be saying to the team, look, let's that loss on the weekend is pretty much a reset button. 
Mm. It really is. It's let's hit the reset button and and let's refocus to where we need to get to to be at our very best come next week. Now, the biggest story over the weekend was obviously the Rabbitohs versus the Mm. Roosters. And I, I really wanted to speak to you about this, Smithy, because you have had experience with, you know, huge media attention and mm. you know from a from a footy player's perspective usually it's what happens on the field stays on the field you get your punishment you move on yep. but when you're a guy like yourself or like Latrell something happens it turns into national repeat news what, yeah. what what's your first what's your thoughts on it and then also maybe explain to the the listener what it is like to be in that position that Latrell currently is in yeah well he's under massive scrutiny isn't he and and a mm. lot of questions like the they're questioning the way he goes about his business on the field. And and I guess that's the, for me, is like people suggesting how he went out and, and he had intent to hurt, um, you know, hurt someone in the opposition. Now, mm. now let's not forget, like, they, play, they play a very physical sport of rugby league, okay? Now, if you can, if you can inflict a bit of pain on the opposition, then... That's good. That's a good thing, okay? You want to make it uncomfortable for the for the players wearing the other jersey. You want to make it uncomfortable on the field, um, you know, to just to, to make those players second-guess themselves mm-hmm. about being out there and, and what's, what they're facing. Um, but at no stage, at no stage can you, can anyone sit there and categorically say that he went to break Joey Manu's ice hockey? Please, mm-hmm. how, how can you say that? Oh, How can you mate. say that someone has gone out with intent to injure someone? Fair dinkum. Like, yeah. like, okay, I'll be honest. I watched Latrell Mitchell play, and he's a, he's a wonderful he's a wonderful footballer, very skillful, great athlete. Does he does he play on 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 a knife's edge? Of course he does. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the style of player he is. And are there many players like him? No, the majority of players don't play that similar style. But what happened on the weekend is he went in aggressively, like he does with every other action he has on the field, mm. and he got it wrong. Mm. He just he just got it wrong, okay. And he and he collected him high. He made high contact with the shoulder, and and that's where it ends for me. That's where it ends mm. for me. And now he's copped his punishment. He's got six weeks. Joey Manu unfortunately is out for the rest of the season with his eye socket injury. And Latrell will take no further part in in this season. So I mm. think that's that's just where it ends. Oh, mate, I, I totally agree. It's been tough because, like, I'm mates with the troll, so obviously you want to analyse the game, but then you also... You understand that... I think a, a big part of the problem is mm. is that a lot of fans watch the replay in slow-mo on repeat. Yeah. And so they get that image in their head. And if, if it was... Let's say it did happen in slow-mo, you could, you could <laughs> say, well, far out. Like, <laughs> he, he had plenty of time to pull out of that. But yeah. when you watch it in fast motion, you realise that... This is a split second thing yeah. that went wrong. It went wrong, um, and to suggest that Latrell would intentionally do that, yeah, a there's no way you can ever know that. That's but right, I, I, mate. I know Latrell; he's an aggressive player, but he would never intend to do something like that. I, yeah, um, and mate, to suggest that, I think it's crazy. Yeah, look, I, you know, I've played the game for a long time, and I don't know if I could, I, I, I couldn't name any player that I've played with or against that ever took the field to try and injure someone, really. Yeah. I, I, I certainly know that, that I've played with a lot of people and against people that played aggressively. Mm. And, and like I said, and, and it's important to understand what I'm saying here, to make it uncomfortable for the opposition. Mm. But never, ever did I play with or against anyone that went out there to try and, you know, break people's bones. 
Okay, no. like they, they, it's a physical game. Like if 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 you know if if you're not up to it, then you don't play the game. And and the game is not for everyone, Kempi. Mm, it's not absolutely. for everyone, mate. So, you know, and and again, the most frustrating thing is is like these accusations of intent. Mm. Unless Latrell actually comes out and says, "Yeah, you know what? Like, I don't like the bloke. I wanted to. Hurt, I actually wanted to hurt him." Then mm. how can anyone ever say that he that he meant to do that? It's just, mate. It bothers me a lot that people that have never played the game or may have pulled the laces on maybe you know once or twice, pulled a pair of footy boots on once or twice, and then say to the, that Latrell Mitchell wanted to hurt wanted to hurt him. Yeah, oh, it's just craziness, craziness. And like you said, like about these slow mos, and I like get rid of them, get rid of the slow mos. Don't watch it in slow mo. Mm. Like in, unless you've been in that situation before, where you're coming across, particularly in that position of fullback, when you know you're desperate to save a try, a bloke changes direction, you know you don't know where he's going, and and you collect him high. He got it wrong. End of the day, yep. he got it wrong. Unfortunately, these things happen in in our sport. They've happened in the past. Mm. It's just because of the beat up, you know, sort of w- during the the process of of getting ten, ten in the bin, mm. and then the aftermath on on the on the sideline and all that sort of stuff. That this is such a big story, which is unfortunate. So, mm. um, yeah, from that point of view, I reckon I don't know if, I don't know what you think here, Campy, but if he is sent off, if he is sent off straight away, so he makes contact with Joey Manu, Joey goes down. They see the contact straight away. They send him off. Does all, are we talking about this now? Uh, mate, I, I don't think nowhere near as much. Nowhere near no. as much. So, um, you know, yeah. like that's it's it's all a bit of a, a result of, you know, the, the, the drama that unfolded sort of in the in the five five minutes afterwards. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, with a guy like Luttrell, yes, he plays on the edge. And yes, we are both not saying that he shouldn't be punished. He is being punished. That's right. I think... I think the the six weeks, the four to six, well, the six weeks that he's got, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, of course um, it, it is. was dangerous. It was something that went across the, uh, you know, over the line. Yep. But at the same time, just anyone listening, even if you disagree with that, please don't put any hateful comments online or or to players. You, you don't understand how much pressure it puts on these young men that, at the end of the day, are just having a red hot crack for their their teammates and for their clubs. So. Uh, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Now, on to the Eels, Smithy. Mm. Uh, do you think the Eels are back? Now, they've chosen to rest a lot of their players, but it yep. was a fantastic win last week. Well, well, yeah, it, w- it was absolutely a fantastic win. We touched on that at the start of the show. The thing that the Parramatta team need to do now, and I know it might be a little bit difficult given that they've, they've rested a, a few of their key players, um, is... The- <laughs> They need to back that up. They really do. Mm. They need to back up that 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 game that they played against Melbourne. And, and Brad Arthur, the, the um, Eels coach, he spoke in the press conference post game, and he spoke about how he has no no. I, he was asked, you know, did you see that coming, Brad? And he said, oh look, I, I knew they were going to put in a, a, a really good performance tonight. Um, I, I didn't see the result coming, but I knew that they were going to go and play well because of their intensity at training throughout the week and and. Um, yeah, their attention to detail of of everything in our preparation. So the question I ask is, are they able to sustain that intensity and those concentration levels and attention to detail for the remainder of this year, which is another five weeks? Now they've rested. They've rested a heap. You know, like well, Gutho's out. Junior Paulo's being rested. Near Corey, Mitch Moses, and Wonga Blake. 
Um, so we've got a few young fellas that are, that are taking their spots, um, and they're playing Penny. Like they're yep. playing Penrith, who are resting nobody. Yes, they go into up. this game full strength. So, um, you know, is it is it the correct thing to do? I don't know. Well, obviously, you know, Brad and the rest of his staff, particularly you know the, the, their high performance staff, would would be thinking a rest is needed for those players, mm. for them to be at their you know peak for the first week of finals. Um, but you know, I get the challenge for for Parramatta and and for mine is are they able to sustain what they what they produced against Melbourne for you know the last four weeks of the year absolutely now we'll uh, continue to talk footy after the break this is the captain's run with Cameron Smith for best sheds best sheds are even better sheds thanks to best sheds massive spring savings bestsheds.com.au back shortly on SEN welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith on SEN we have a thousand texts coming through from the punters and the dribblers Uh, (laughs) um, I I just wanted this one's an interesting one because I so hey fellas it's his lack of remorse which allows people to think intent he refused to apologise and carried on deluxe you know when you collect someone in the head Uh, I would just say with that there has been plenty of times where players have had high players and they haven't apologised immediately. Uh, there's been a fight that breaks out. I mean, it, it, nearly every head high, there's a fight that breaks out. Yep. I think, yes, people want to refer to the Corey Huddleware and Naira situation where he apologised, which I thought was a fantastic thing for Corey to do. But everyone is different. Everyone mm. handles situations differently. What I can tell you is that Latrell absolutely, after the game, tried to go to Joey and apologise or speak to him. And I do know that they have spoken since. Um so to think that he hasn't gone out to try to apologise, uh, that's just not that's not true. Yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts on that? Oh, when yeah, the whole apology. Oh, mate, I, I agree with you, Campy. And not all of these things need to happen publicly either. Yeah, you know, like why do you need to? Why do these players need to do all this stuff publicly just just to appease, you know, people watching? Mm. Just to, like for proof that it actually happened. Like fair dinkum, like you know, they're grown men, they're professional athletes, and and if and if they want to talk or speak of the incident afterwards which they have then then mm. play on like just let them go like we, we've seen right this is the thing that's really strange and I, we don't want to get stuck down on this subject but we've seen like guys known for their aggressive style of play and the way they you know they've they smash blokes on the field and get about, like applauded for the way they play mm. applauded for it and celebrated even Mm. Um, for the way they play, but then you know we have other people that you know they they're involved in incidents, and the other there's another player that is injured from it, and they just get crucified. So you know let's let's just let's just take it for what it was, guys. Like it, it was an incident that that uh, Latrell got wrong. He's now serving a six week suspension. He's been punished for the tackle. Everyone move on. Absolutely, totally agree. Like, there's no one sitting here saying that he shouldn't be punished. There's no one sitting here saying that he didn't get it wrong. Absolutely, he got it wrong. Yep. This is a price he pays for being so aggressive, and he'll pay that price. Six weeks on the bench, uh, six weeks on the sidelines, and he's. And I'm sure there's no one hurting more than Latrell right now because yep. he's not going to be there for the finals run with his team. That's more, right. Uh, Tex here. Uh, do you boys think Hines should shift back to fullback? <sighs> And Smith took up for finals for Melbourne, Smithy. Wow. Um, look, my my personal opinion is that Pappenhausen stays. Mm. Um, I, I think he stays. Uh, and, and there's been a little bit of conversation around, you know, the Storm haven't been at their best since his return. Now, I, I, I understand that. He was out for like nine weeks, which is a long, long time, particularly in a, in a position 
that he plays at fullback. So, you know, there's been a little bit of adjustment coming back. But I think once they settle on, you know, th- their bench, I think it'll be it'll be much better. I, yeah, I totally agree with Brandon Smith. He needs to start mm. um, with, with someone coming off the bench. Now, the question, I guess, that um, Craig needs to answer is, does he take Harry Grant and Nico Hines on the bench? Mm. I think for me, that's 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 the answer that he needs to come up with. Is does he take Harry, who plays you know as the second dummy half role um, in the team, or does he ask Brandon to try and play eighty um, and have Nico Hines on there to play as a utility who can who can fill pretty much anywhere in the back line? Now we spoke last week, Kempy. Nico Hines was in the seventeen for the grand final last year against Penrith and didn't see a minute of football. Mm. Circumstances being that, you know, Storm got out to a good lead and then um, Penrith came back with with a flurry. Um, so there was an opportunity to get him on the field. But I think what, what Craig and, and Melbourne would be looking at now is what's the best makeup for this team moving forward for it to, for it to um, be perform at its optimum? Is mm. it carrying those four players in the same 17? Is it one one of those players missing out? Um, but for mine, it's 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 Pappenhausen one and Brandon Smith nine, um, and from there Craig needs to make up his mind on his bench. I don't know. I, I, what do you what do you think? It's so tough. It's so tough because I, I kind of feel like since the tinkering began, you know, with bringing Pappenhausen back, and this is not to say Pappenhausen has played bad. I actually think mm. Pappenhausen has been been quite good, but it has been since the the positions have begun to change around that the Storm haven't been as fluid in attack. Yeah. And so I wonder whether you you go back to Nico Hines at fullback just mm-hmm. to get that uh, partnerships, you know, yes. that oil, oiled machine that seemed to be just cr- crushing teams, you know, mm-hmm. it seemed to be just crushing teams. Uh, I wonder whether you go back to that knowing that it works or do you stick with this new thing that seems to be a bit clunky? Yeah, well, the, I guess the question you got to ask is yourself then or answer is... Where does that leave Pappenhausen? I know. It's so, tough. do you carry Pappenhausen on the bench with Harry Grant as mm. well? Um, you know, two smaller men, but we know that they're both quality footballers. And does that have? Is that the best makeup for Melbourne in in this final series? Mm. So there, there, there's so many questions that you know Craig and the coaching staff need to ask each other. Is you know. Is there going to have to be a very difficult and and hard decision to make here to leave one of those players out for for the betterment of that football side? Yeah, it's mate, it is so tough. I don't know what the answer is. I I do think definitely though, the cheese needs to start at number nine. Yep. Uh, we've got more text here. Uh, still on the. I mean, this Latrell situation is, is people love it. Uh, Kemp, mate, I feel he didn't apologise right away. As well, for you to say, well, it happens all the time. If someone jumps off a bridge, are you going to... Stupid comment, mate. Um, I think it's more along the lines of if every person got up and apologized... Like, is that the new standard now? Then unless mm. you get up and apologize after Ed High, you're a bad person. You you intended to do it. Mm. If you don't get up and apologize, that means you intended to. Anyway, as I said, it's going to divide opinion. Um, Latrell will serve his uh, sentence and or his sideline and uh, we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, hi, hi, boys. Um... Do you think that Hines? Okay, that's we've already answered that. Yep. Uh, hi, lads. If there was a question, if you if you were in charge of the Broncos, who was one player you would sign for two thousand and twenty-two, and why? Oh goodness me. Um. Well, who's available at the moment for twenty twenty-two? 
Yeah, I is mean, it? it's it's pretty it's pretty late. I mean, I, we're gonna we were just about to speak to it, but I think their main concern right now is the Payne Haas situation. Yeah. And well, that and, well, there you go. I think that's we we answered the question. That that would be the yes. player that you lock away. Wow, wow. I know, I know. He's well, he's on contract for next year. That's that's right in saying that, isn't he, it? He, yeah, he's on contract for for till two thousand and twenty four. But the rumblings this week, and you don't mm. know how true they are mm. or not true. Yes. But the fact is, is that most uh, media outlets put out a, a post saying that he had signed for six more years, and then the nine had, and so Fox put that out, and then yep. nine came out and said he signed no contract. And now there's more stories coming out that he may not be happy with his manager. So I think the dr- the issue is not necessarily the details; it's the fact that we're talking about a player that is contracted till 2024. Arguably not happy with it, you know. So now this, it could wow. get yeah. That laugh, I know what that laugh means. Yeah. It's like wow, this could get bad really quickly. Yeah. Thoughts. Well, so we're we're we're, we're well, you know, it's not nice to assume, but we're thinking that he he may not be happy with his current contract situation. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. The the, the, the yarn is, and again, mm-hmm. I don't know how true it is, but yep. the yarn is that he feels that he should be on more, which rightly so. Yep. Uh, compared to other people that are on far more money than him, he's doing yep. what he's doing, and, and you know, and that's fair enough to think that, Kempi. But you got to remember, mm. like for Payne, he signed that contract. He signed okay. that contract, um, and at the time when he signed it, he thought, "Well, this is this is a great deal for me." So mm. he committed to that. He, he he if he wanted more at the time, he should have asked for it. Mm. And that's that's the funny thing about you know contracts these days where you know guys go out and play a couple of seasons and I'm not knocking his his performances for Broncos he's he has been outstanding he's he's been their best player like let's he's, not let's not confuse that fact mm. he has been their best player but to then turn around and go oh look yeah you know, I'm not getting paid enough you know he's on more well that's that's not the club's fault mm. right you you made an agreement with the club that you would play for X amount of years on X amount of money. Mm. And you were happy with that deal at the time. Now it's okay to you know start talking with you, the club that you're playing for and 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 suggest that you know I think I'm worth a, a bit more money now and see where it goes. But to try and break it off and you know exit the club, I, I you know I don't think that's the right thing to do. I'm praying to whatever gods exist that that does not happen. Uh, this is the captain's run with Cameron Smith for Best Sheds. Are, are even better sheds thanks to Best Sheds massive spring savings bestsheds.com.au back shortly on SEN. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Wow! The the text lines are fired <laughs> up, boys. They're fired <laughs> up. This is a, the, boys, you were sounding like Latrell Mitchell apologist. You just said there's no one hurting more than Latrell. Well, Joe, Joe, uh, Joey Manu, another star of our game. No, absolutely, mate. Joey Manu, I'm devastated for Manu. Mm. I think that um, he was playing incredibly. I actually think he's one of the most talented players in the game. Yep. You're totally right. He is. He would be absolutely devastated too. It's just more along the lines of I'm sure Latrell Mitchell is very regretful and he's going to serve his punishment. Thoughts, Smithy? No, I agree with you there, mate. And, you know, to, he's not getting attacked um, left, right and centre like Latrell is. And as we mentioned, you know, he's a... He's a polarizing character, isn't he? Just because of mm. the way he plays the game, and he, and as Absolutely. I said, he plays on a knife's edge. He, he pushes the boundaries to their limit, mm. and some people don't like that. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's other stuff too that annoys people, and and I must say, um, I, I don't like seeing it. Like he come back on after that ten in the bin and scored the try and threw the ball down near near uh, one of the the um, Roosters players' heads. Yeah, that that's just that's a bit over that's the top. Stuff- that's, that's over the top. You can get me. out of your game. Yeah, yeah you can look, get look, that out of your game. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's where some of you know some yeah, of the fans totally. get their frustration from Kempi. But um, w- w- guys, like all the listeners, we are talking 
just directly about the tackle and mm. on Joey Manu, and we're saying he got it wrong. There was there was no intent to go out and hurt the bloke. He got it wrong, and now he is serving a punishment that was uh, deserved for the tackle that he made. Absolutely, and and I totally agree with that point. The, the the throwing of the ball and that, although it's not the end of the world, also I can totally understand why that would you know piss fans off. So yeah, of I totally get yep. fans coming from that perspective. Yep. Um, now we have. Well, we'll just speak about the Titans. The great Titans. They've signed Moe Fodawika. Yep. He is... He was... So, this is what, what I loved about Moe. Yep. Game one for Queensland. Mm-hmm. We got... Oh, I say we, but I wasn't actually on the field, <laughs> if you didn't know that. Um, Queensland got we, absolutely... As in Queensland, yep. As in Queensland. We got absolutely towed up. But yep. there was a one guy that, against all odds, came on and had a red-hot crack. And I thought that yes. spoke volumes of his character. It spoke volumes of his potential. He's 21 years old, mm-hmm. and he's just signed until 2024. Front row for the Titans. Thoughts on Moe? Yeah. Uh, great signing uh, for the Titans. Um, well, they've retained him rather than you know sort of signing. It's not a new signing. He's been there for a mm. few years now. But um, I agree with you, mate. He, he was a standout for Queensland this year. Um, and particularly those games where we just, we, like Queensland, were just out of the match. Um, you know, game one, um, game two, like it, like he had a red hot crack for Queensland. And he mm. went out there and he wanted to make a difference. And he was a shining light in, in the forward pack in mm. all of those matches. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually picked up the Queensland play of the series. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And you know, for for the work that he does for the Titans, it's um it's great. You know, the combination that he's forming now in that forward pack with Big Tino Fasua Malaui, um you know another great signing for for Gold Coast. Um yeah, these fellas like they're young men. They are young men. Mm. So if they mm. can if they can retain you know particularly those two guys um for you know the next you know six to eight years, mm. we're only going to see those two improve and and. You know the sort of the stocks of of uh, you know the Titans, and you throw in Fafita there too. Um, mm. You know he's had a bit of an up and down season, but if if you get all three of those firing at the same time, then yeah, they they will be a force to reckon with in the future. Absolutely, and I think also long term, if the Titans you know create a good culture, I think that when let's say they all continue to improve because they got them so young and took a punt on those boys so young. Mm. I think that may pay dividends when they come around to renegotiate by saying, boys, you know, we took a punt on you. We we probably paid overs for you. Yep. Um, We need to stick together. This is part of the plan. So do you think that will come into play when renegotiating with all three? Yeah, I think so. And and also, I reckon a huge uh, part is that they're all local boys. Mm. Um, You know, Mo went to to Kibra Park State High um, with, with Dave as well, I think. Did Dave Fafita go to Kibra Park too? I think so. I think yep, he did. I think so. Yeah, I think they went to school together. So, um, and Tino's he's a little bit further up up the highway. He, he's from Gympie, but still a southeast Queenslander. Mm. Um, so you know, like I think that plays a huge part is that they're they're local boys. They really want to make a fist of of representing you know their home, and and making Gold Coast Titans a a, a, a finals team, a regular finals team that are competing for the trophy at the end of the year. Now, just quickly, Josh Morris retires. Yeah. 
you know, you would have had a lot of experience with uh, J Moz. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was your, I guess, experience with him as a bloke and as a player? Yeah, oh, look, um, he, he was fantastic. I, I was lucky enough to play a lot of games with him um, with the Australian side, and uh, just a he's a wonderful athlete, like just a wonderful athlete, a good fella um, away from uh, the footy, mm. but just a wonderful athlete, like blinding speed, strength, had it all. Wish I had a little bit of that too when I was playing, but I, I got nothing. Um, but yeah, look, mate, he was. Whenever I played, uh, you know, pulled on that green and gold jersey, and he was playing, I just, I just knew that we had um, points in us, a lot of points in us, and mm. uh, you know, especially when he had a combination with his brother out there as well, um, fantastic. So, um, isn't it fitting, eh? Like to to have like a pair of twins. They play mm. majority of their career together. Um, yeah, they won premierships together, and then you know they get to finish in the same season. Um, mm. Obviously, you know Brett unfortunately with injury, but um, you know from to finish and in, get in, in, bow out in in the same the same year, it's just it's great. And and their dad played also, so mm. you know I'm not too sure what the what the boys if they have children or if they got some boys coming through or girls, and hopefully we might see another generation of Morris's. Mate, whole Plain. team of them. Get get all get team them all in. Get them all Surely, in. Surely, if your name's Morris, hit me up. I'll get a team together. We'll call it the the bloke the bloke in a bar team. Um, now, also, just on this is right down your alley, I reckon, Smithy. Uh, yes. Lachlan Lewis getting caught allegedly <laughs> stealing club speakers. And right down my alley. Mate, what are you reckon, saying, mate? I reckon this is right down your. You do some strange things up there, Smithy. Living in your log cabin on top of a mountain, mate. There's some strange stuff going on up there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, well, I got no electricity to run my speakers. So, <laughs> did you buy the speakers on eBay, Smithy? Uh, Smithy set him up. I'm running them off solar. Smithy, Smithy's on the Gold Coast. Lock and Lewis is on the Gold Coast. No, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they were in cahoots, but they might have been, maybe, allegedly. I think uh, the, Bulldogs, you... the Bulldogs are actually training down the uh, the Redbacks, the Mudrabar Redbacks just oh. down the road from my John. I've got to come down yeah. the mountain to, to see them, but no. Smithy's a god conf- there as well. I'll confirm, I'll confirm right now. <laughs> I did not purchase any speakers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thoughts on that? Just as a leader of a team, you, oh, know, if you see mate. something as silly as that. What do you yeah. What do you think? Oh, look, it's 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 just oh, it's plain stupid, isn't it? Really? Mm. Like, I, I know yeah. that's not a great word, but it's just dumb. It's mm. really dumb, and you just you, like you don't take th- belongings of. You know your team, your workplace, your colleagues, peer, whoever it is. You just don't take things, do you, from anyone? Yeah, that's oh, crazy. You just don't get any any. If something doesn't belong to you, leave it alone. <laughs> Keep your hands off it. Don't touch it. Don't borrow it. Mm-hmm. Don't sell it. It's just oh, like and now like I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I'll tell you what's eroded is the trust. That's what's eroded. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that's absolutely. what the trust erodes. And like, how do you then? How do you when you, when it comes to re-signing and thinking about it? Well, like, there's huge question marks over Lachlan Lewis and whether you want him in your organisation. It's just mm. silly. Absolutely. And he was trying to get re-signed. He's currently no. off contract. So, Mate. very very strange times. Uh, we we will be back after break. Make sure to shoot us a text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The text lines have been lighting up. We love your opinions, guys. It's great to have different opinions yeah. and discuss it respectfully. Obviously, this is the captain's run with Cameron Smith for Best Sheds. Uh, even better sheds thanks to Best Sheds' massive spring savings. 
bestsheds.com.au back shortly on SEN. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We have the great Tristan. Just when you thought your day couldn't get better, the sun's out, the sun shines brighter, the scents, they're sweeter, and your eardrums are blessed with the great Tristan from Tosport. What is going on, brother? Tristo! G'day, Kempi. How are you going, Smithy? Yeah, uh, excited. Day. Getting close to footy finals. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great day and going to be a very good weekend. Looking forward to it and always very excited to chat to you guys. Mate, uh, how did our horse go last week? Did we get up? Like, what, what is going on? Can we get a win? Uh, it uh, ran second and it was uh, probably not the greatest ride. It was actually a decent ride, but it was just unfortunate victim of circumstances. If that, if it had been able to find the rail, it would have won. Ran second, so we got a little uh, little bit of uh, cash back for the charity, up to $1,500. we will find another one today and hopefully go one better. But yeah, anyone that backed it, backed it each way would have broken square, Tr- but yeah. couldn't quite get the chocolates, unfortunately. Can we, Tristo, can we find something that doesn't run four wide the whole trip? <laughs> <laughs> the whole trip, mate, four that. wide. I, I watched it. Oh, I know. And then it uh, came at the end, didn't it? Got yeah. pretty close. But well, uh, if, if it had a half decent ride, uh, yeah. probably win. Yep. That's mate, the nature of the game. Mate, uh, leading into this, this finals run, you wouldn't have thought there's much movement uh, in the teams, but I'm telling you, like in the, the, the final spots, what's the, the betting odds for you know a team like, I guess, Penrith to win the comp or to be minor premiership, sorry, or or the, the Eels or the Titans to, you know what I mean? What's the, the market looking like in the top eight? Yeah, so there, there's three teams vying for that last spot in the eight. I think it's a really interesting uh, round coming up. You've got... Cronulla, Canberra and the Titans all vying for that last spot. Um, so just uh, there's three games that are key importance on the weekend. The first game is the Thursday night game, Canberra against the Roosters. Canberra need to win this game to stay alive. They're $2.15. The Roosters are $1.72. If Canberra win, they, they stay alive and they're hoping Melbourne then knock off the, the Sharks, which would see them into the eight. Um, if Roosters win that game, it keeps the Titans alive. Um, the Cronulla's got the uh, the all all everything in, in their own hands. If they win that game against the Storm, who have rested a number of players, they make the finals. They're three dollars thirty though. Though Melbourne's a dollar thirty five, and then for all of the Gold Coast listeners out there, our local team, we need a little bit of luck to fall our way. Uh, they're a dollar twenty six to beat the Warriors, but in order to keep their season alive. They need the Roosters to beat the Raiders. They need the Storm to beat the Sharks, and then they need to overturn a twenty four point discrepancy against. Uh, the Sharkies, so they're going to have to win by 12 or 14, I suspect. So at the moment, the betting is two dollars the Sharks, two dollars ninety the Raiders, and four sixty the Titans to make that last spot in the eight. So very exciting, a lot of permutations on the week ahead. Mate, I tell you what, I feel like I just sat through maths class because I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So you you tell me where we should go with that bet because I, honestly, I, I nearly passed out with all those numbers you just threw at me. If I'm having a bet now, I'm backing the Titans. They're around about five fifty six dollars in some places. I think they're mm-hmm. a much better chance than that. I think they're a big chance of sneaking into the eight because if if those results fall their way, if the Roosters get the result, if the Storm get the result, the Titans know what they're chasing in a game that doesn't mean too much for the Warriors. So. I just think there's a sneaky chance. Out of the three prices there, I'd much rather be on the outside at the at the good value, around about that five fifty mark. What about what about head to head this week? Um, a lot of people sitting out. Uh, a few of these matches, Tristo, like Sharkies against Storm. Yeah, so that game's been a nightmare to price. So we've been mm. trying to work out where we throw that because we put the markets up on Monday when the teams haven't been announced, yep. um, and it was trying to pin the tail on the donkey trying to work out where we stuck those prices. Uh, so at the moment, the Sharkies are three thirty. The Storm's a dollar thirty-five. Wow. Put it in perspective, if the Storm played their full strength side, it'd be around about a dollar, dollar ten to seven dollars, something in that sort of ballpark. So 
Melbourne's playing about half their side. They're obviously trying to get some miles into the legs of some of those players that you guys have spoken about earlier. So that's the market there. Cronulla obviously need that win. If they win, they're in the finals. But Melbourne obviously need the win to get the minor premiership too. So um, there's a lot on the line for them. Although, I don't know. I'm not sure. You, 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 you probably would rather be playing the Bunnies, I think, in week one of the finals than Manly at the moment. Not, not Obviously, there's no chance anyone isn't going out there to win. But there's also, that probably factors into Craig's Mentality as to not be uh, playing everyone to, to absolutely guarantee that that to that top uh, top spot because their eyes are firmly set on the the last week of September or first week of October. Mate, I tell you what, it's a very interesting week of footy. When I thought it wasn't going to be that interesting, but it's uh, I cannot cannot wait, mate. Any uh, any racing tips before we go? Any any yeah, roughies? We, we are we're going to find one. It's a little bit of value. It's around about the six fifty mark. We're going to go to Randwick this week. Ooh. So Randwick race six number six. We've got J Mac on board. Chris Waller trained, super contender. First up, goes very, very well fresh. We're at a barrier four. J-Mac on board. I don't think we're going to be four wide this one, Smithy. So uh, $6.50, I think. Yeah. I think I think we're going to go straight on the nose. Going to go 200 of the win for the charity account at the six fifty. We'll uh, lock it in, and hopefully we can get a result and go one better than last week. Mate, thank you so much, Tristan, from Top Sport. Make sure to gamble responsibly, and we'll see you next week, Tristan. See you, Tristan. Whether it's same-game multi or head-to-head betting, Top Sport gives you top dollar for everything NRL. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are just actually on the TV surrounding me. We have the Storm versus the Broncos. Prelim, uh-huh. Not prelim final, semi-final, mm. where the Storm broke my heart. It was one of the saddest days of my life, Smithy. 2008. I, uh, I don't think I'll ever get over it. <laughs> I haven't recovered. It gives me nightmares, but uh, what a match that was. Now, on to tipping, Smithy. Yes. We've got the Raiders versus Roosters on Thursday night. Mm. Who are you tipping? Well, oh, geez, this is a tough one, eh? Um, uh, Roosters get a few back, but Raiders playing for plenty. Um, sorry, mate, I'm just distracted because you've just scored in this match. <laughs> well done, so, mate. Well done. So, I don't think the result's going to change, but you've just scored, so congratulations. Um, just doing my job, mate. Whatever. Uh, I think I'm going to back. I'm going to. I'm going to back the Roosters here. Yeah, I'm going to back the Roosters too. Mm. I think that. Uh, I think they're going to look. Going to. They all fired up last week, rightly yep. so. Thinking yep. of their mate, and, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day. They got tailed up on the scoreboard. Yep. So I think this week they're going to be coming back angry, aggressive, and ready to get the win. So I'm going Roosters to get the win, and I think it's actually going to be a solid win. Mm-hmm. Now, Sharks versus the Storm. Well, off the back of uh, a lot of players being rested, Jesse Bromwich suspended for one game. Uh, this will be a tough one. I think Melbourne will get it done, though. Although, yeah, look, Sharks are playing for their season, aren't they? Like, it's an easy equation for them. Like, they win, they're in. If they yeah. win, they're in. So yeah. you know they need to they need to play the house down against Melbourne. Um, look, I think Melbourne will will win though. No, I agree. I think that when you look when you actually look at Melbourne's side, yes, they are resting quite a substantial amount of people, but they still have um, Nelson Asafa Solomona, uh, Aaron Panay's a big boy. You've got mm-hmm. Dale Finucane at thirteen, Brandon Smith at nine. Their side, Hines at six, Hughes, Hughes at seven. Yep. Their side is still a very, very good side. So I'm going to go the Storm. Now, yep. Eels are at $13 versus the Panthers. <laughs> I'm assuming you're going the Panthers. Yeah, I think I think Penrith weren't, um, weren't at their convincing best last week against West Tigers, but oh, look, they just get it done, uh, particularly with you know, the, the, the stars that are being rested for Parramatta. Yeah, I go Panthers too. Broncos Knights. Um, I'm going to go... I'm actually... I'm thinking Broncos. 
Yes. Yes. They just I haven't like been Smithy. convincing. I don't know your thoughts on Newcastle. They just haven't been convincing enough for me. No, I agree. And I think I think because they're in the eight, they may not be as desperate to get in the eight. You know, yep. they're, they're guaranteed a spot in the final. So, yep. you going Bronx? Broncos. You're going Bronx too. Cowboys, Seagulls. Manly by a lot. Manly. Rabbitohs, Dragons. Rabbitohs. I'm going Rabbitohs. Titans, Warriors. Titans. Titans only for if they chance. can make the eight for me. Mm-hmm. West Tigers, Bulldogs. Um, West Tigers. West Tigers. If you missed anything from the show, make sure to download the SCN app, grab the podcast. This has been the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. The best sheds are even better sheds. Thanks to Best Sheds, massive spring savings. Bestsheds.com.au. Catch you next week. <laughs>